0: Welcome back to Shit Talk Fridays. I'm Gina. And I'm Evo. We are happy to be back. We actually were not here last weekend, or last Friday rather, because we went on a vacation.
1: We was dicking off. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Listen, it was a well-earned vacation, yeah. and to be honest... I had such an amazing time, but there was still like a slight sense of like guilt that we didn't record an episode, but I had to remind myself that out of this entire year we have only not recorded twice, so it couldn't be too hard on us yeah, it was
1: just that it. you know that you know it it's like when you have something that's in routine, yeah, and then you don't do it, it just kind of feels weird, but still a good time, always a good time
0: so let's cheers, we are drinking tequila. What the fuck else? I mean
1: if you don't know by now. You need to get a clue.
0: Yeah. Because
1: that's my shit. Okay. That's my shit.
0: Mm-hmm. So let's get into the to today's topic. Yes, let's do so it. So while we were camping, there was this um, theme that was popping off amongst the adults, and it was, fuck these kids.
1: Because <laughs> it was an adults-only getaway. Yeah.
0: Because the last time that we went camping, it was with our children. Right. And if anybody is a parent and you've gone on vacation with your children, you know that it is not vacation and it is a lot of work. So we were joking and like, you know, we would notice that there would be times that we would have downtime where usually we would not have that. And we were like, yo, fuck these kids. <laughs> but it was like, you know, at all. It was a joke. Yeah, it was yeah. a lot of good fun. But... While we were on vacation, we were with uh, my brother, and he showed us a video of our, of our nephew. And he was like, do you think that I should post this? And we were like, "Absolutely!" fucking So, from that vacation, he went ahead that following, like, I don't know, Tuesday, and posted the video of my nephew that will play for you. Fuck you. Fuck you, bitch. Bitch. Fucking bitch ass motherfucker. Fuck. You. Fuck you. And my nephew in the video is basically giving it to a fucking like a storm door. Yeah. And he's saying every curse word in the book, and he gives the door the middle finger, and what ended up happening is that this video went fucking viral. Yeah. I think at this point now, it's upwards to almost 5 million views. Yeah,
1: and this is in a matter of, like, what, like, 24 hours or something like that?
0: Yeah, I would say within 24 hours, the video was about 5,000 yeah. views.
1: 5 million. So-
0: Oh, sorry, 5 million views. So that being said, um, it got me thinking because we actually had like another topic that we were going to talk about today, but I decided to switch gears because the video, a lot of the comments were a lot of people just like laughing at the video, which is what we did because if you don't know my nephew, then you're not going to know how he really is as a kid. And when I tell you he's one of the sweetest little kids um, ever. So, a lot of the people were just laughing along with the video, you know, saying that he had a hard day at work, and saying that he had bills to pay, and saying that, like, you know, they, they he was his spirit animal. You know, a lot of people were just chalking it up to a good laugh. Yeah, I
1: but think if, I saw somebody write, like, if that was, I guess, the storm door was his nemesis. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: they were like, yo, little man had a, little man looked like he had a hard day at work, and he came home to a dirty house and no, no food cooked or some shit like that. Like, it was really funny. But of course, there were a lot of people in the comments that were saying things like, "Oh my God, the language on that kid," or the
1: parents, the
0: parents. What type of parenting is this? Make, and
1: making making comments about what the kid, what his future is going to be like, yeah. and all this other stuff. And um, just,
0: there was somebody that even said something to the effect of, "I bet you that this is a single parent household," yeah. uh, which it's not my son yeah my nephew is being raised by two very loving parents and um that's a very loving household nonetheless And there were some additional comments that were saying things like that he had he's going to have anger issues, he's going to be a bad husband. So it got me thinking about how parents think about parenting as a whole and some of the trials and tribulations that we go through as parents when we are raising kids and the different perspectives that parents may have about how they go about raising their children. But I also wanted to give a little bit of info on like What the ramifications are of a kid actually cursing and come to find out that there is almost little to no research about the effects of cursing or foul language or whatever you want to call it language amongst children. Um, Psychologists don't really have any hard research that says that it does anything to them negatively. However, there was something that I read in an article from Psychology Today and it says that researchers suggest that swear words might have a cathartic effect on making us feel better after an injury or an emotional episode. I can see that. So basically what they're saying is that if you stub your toe, you get hit by something and you curse afterwards, it almost relieves the pain and the stress that you're going through at that particular moment. And that's exactly what happened to my nephew in this video. He got hit by the door and he was like... Fuck you, door.
1: He was like, "You fucking bitch." Or was, I don't know what he would say. Something along those lines. He really went off yeah. on that door. He even he even hit the door, and <laughs> yes. it was like flipping the flipping the the finger to the door. Yeah,
0: it was honestly it was fucking great. Yeah, and the reason why I'm able to laugh at it is not because I'm his aunt. Is because when I was a kid, I cursed all the time.
1: Yeah. Well,
0: I didn't curse in front of my parents, but I definitely the moment that I was able to do it. And a lot of times it happened in school on the playground
1: coming in and out of the mic.
0: Oh, sorry. Um, It happened amongst peers on the playground, you know, Mm -hmm. and um, I was as young as my nephew was. I was, you know, six, seven, eight years old. Um, So but a lot of people will associate cursing with the lack of discipline at home versus a child being given the opportunity to speak more freely at home. Right. So a lot of people, a lot of parents will look at a child that curses that like they're coming from a bad home. Where at, on the opposite end of that, parents should look at it like this child is being given the freedom to express themselves freely. Mm-hmm. And that's something that you and I have decided to allow our daughter to do
1: right well so you know i can't help but to assume right because i'm I'm just speculating and assuming here that these people that think that kids that come who curse come from a bad home Mm -hmm. grew up in a home where cursing wasn't allowed cursing was looked down on uh you were you know parents should be ashamed of their kids that curse Mm -hmm. and so you know they don't know what they don't know you know you really you can't you can't blame them for for thinking that way because that's just the way that they were conditioned you know we you know i grew up kind of like in that home as well and then in my later years you know my my father you know he didn't hold back for anything and so i, I kind of grew up being comfortable with cursing you know i had yeah. to be and as a person who grew up in in a home where cursing wasn't allowed when i was in the dominican republic to then living with my dad later on and just him you know really not having no filter i mean he didn't you know he didn't curse all the time but he wasn't shy about it either mm-hmm. to getting used to that and now being a parent where I, we took the approach as we want to be, be able to have our daughter have the opportunity for her to be able to express herself and we thought it would be a smart idea to teach her about these words rather than her learning them, you know, at the playground or at school or from her friends and learning about these words and how to use them incorrectly.
0: Yeah. Well, we wanted to empower her how to use the words in a way that wasn't hurtful against other people. Exactly. So in the same article that I read on Psychology Today, it says that it's really not about how the words how the explicit language is used versus how it's portrayed. So a lot of people will see someone using a curse word and their perception of who that person is or what that person is about can be looked at as less than. Mm -hmm. So if people were to view the way a person is using the word and not tie that to like their overall character... I think they would have a better understanding. So when it comes to our daughter, we allow her to curse in this almost the same exact way that my nephew did in instances where she's expressing herself. Mm -hmm. Whether it be maybe she's experiencing something emotional or there's something funny. You know, just the other day, I think she said something to me like... What did she say? I think she said shit. She was like, you know, I don't know what that... like." She was like, I don't know what the shit or some, you know, she said something like that. And she was just using it to express herself. Mm-hmm. But we're very adamant about her not using it against another person right. because that can actually be seen as
1: disrespectful,
0: disrespectful in addition hurt, to that
1: and using those words to to um, put somebody down. I think that it was very important for us to let her know that. These words are okay, mm-hmm. they're okay to use in a certain way, mm-hmm. and they're not okay to use in a certain way. Correct. And I think it's important to teach your kids something that they're going to learn anyway,
0: yeah, for sure.
1: To teach them at home what they are, to teach them as your parent, and to give them a platform to feel comfortable to talk and not hide this type of um word usage, just mm-hmm. you know, because I want to say. I, I would, you know, like I, I easily at around like six years old or even maybe younger, I was already cursing as a kid. Yeah. But I'm hiding it from my parents, you know, and trying because it, was, it wasn't it was allowed. And so now I become this per I'm like these. I have two personalities, you mm-hmm. know. I'm hiding a certain part of myself from my parents and then acting a certain way that they want me to act in front of them. Yeah. I don't want my daughter acting like that in front of me. Yeah. I want her to be her true self in front of me. Yeah. And I, we thought, you know, that it was important to start teaching her about these things Allowing her to use them in front of us and letting her know that it's okay to use them in a certain way.
0: Yeah, we are very adamant about her. Like we said, not using it against another person because that can be viewed as verbal harassment. Yeah, I'm, it could be. You, it could be seen as verbal abuse. you don't, you don't wanna,
1: you don't wanna use it in an insulting type of way. Correct, insult somebody.
0: Um, I personally just don't think that those type of words should be used in the, against another human being yeah. because it can. It, it lacks respect in that sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I thought about this, this actually comes from something that you and I are very big on. We don't use that type of language when we speak to each other, mm-hmm. even when we're angry. Right. I've just noticed that when you use that language against your partner or against another human being, it kind of like crosses this line. You start to like not value that person as much as you did Because if you can learn how to communicate effectively without using those words to another human being, you're more likely to get your point across and that other person really understand what you're saying.
1: Yeah, well, let's make no no mistake about it. Cursing at someone out of anger is meant to disrespect. It's meant to hurt that person. Yeah, for sure. So teaching our daughter to not use it in that way effectively makes her a better communicator. Mm-hmm. teaching our daughter to use it in a way where you're expressing yourself and speaking about things communicate th- that that verbiage to something that doesn't talk something that is um something that has no pulse right you're you know this thing's not working it's fucking shit you know that's okay yeah. you know but if if something's breathing and it has a pulse you communicate with respect you communicate yeah. with it you don't use those words and if somebody uses them with you then you know that that's not the person that you should be communicating with.
0: We've also we've also gone as far as to explain to her that there may be other parents of children that she's friends with that will not be comfortable with her using that right. kind of language around their children, so she also has to abstain. Yes. Unless it's been brought to the attention that the parents are also comfortable yeah. with their child speaking like that. Yeah,
1: we definitely keep that at home.
0: Yeah. Um but I would like to say that it's been now, cause she's eight. I would say a good two years that she's been doing it, and she uses it very effectively. I,
1: I, you know what's funny is I think I might have heard her curse once or twice. Yeah, you it's know, very, like very even though she like we allow it and we've told her like you know it's okay and you know we've told her how to use it. She it's like almost she doesn't even feel the need to have to use it. It's like it's weird. You know you would think yeah. that it's like one of those situations when you hold something back from somebody and you hold it back for so long and then when it's time to use it like they can't wait to use it yeah. as to where you just give somebody something from the beginning and they're just like oh all right that's cool i mean it's it's now that i know it's always there i'll just use it whenever i need it but there's no there's not like that need to you yeah. know what i mean
0: i think her favorite word right now when she wants to say something like ex- explicit she likes to say flippin flippin, yeah. She'd be like, "Yo, what, what the flipping?" <laughs> Even yeah. though she can't curse, but and like she kinda, it's it's just like what you said. Yeah,
1: she has that she has the she still has to kind of like keep it PG and and politically correct when she's you know, online talking to her friends, you know, yeah. and the, the friends, you know, have them on each other on speaker and there's parents around, so like, you know, she has a way of communicating that that doesn't consist of cursing. And I feel like that because it's her, she mainly speaks like that that cursing she just hasn't been integrated into her vocabulary. She hasn't done it yet. She hasn't developed that part of it yet. Yeah. Um but she's it's 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 starting to come out slowly.
0: Yeah. So like I love that there are so many other parents out there that I read in the comments that they were like my kids are just like this. Don't be afraid to let your child do something that potentially is considered taboo because mm-hmm. you can you kind of take away the power from that thing being taboo when you just say hey, you're able to do this, yeah. and these are the ways that you can do it. Let's just make sure that it's happening yeah. a safe way.
1: You know, parents, listen, think about it like this. You know, they, We all know about drink responsibly. Mm-hmm. Let's call it swear responsibly, right? And teach your kids how to swear responsibly. I mean, I think that's really what it boils down to. If you teach them how to swear responsibly, they're going to swear anyway. At some point in their life, they're going to swear to it. How do you want them to do it? You want it to do how they were taught at home, or you want it to do it the way that they figured out from some other lame who heard it in the street who was using it incorrectly? think about it and I, I i've honestly feel that deep inside your perspective might change about how you feel about teaching your kids or allowing them to swear you know
0: and if not fuck it fuck it <laughs> so um it's a,
1: I, i'm sorry i didn't mean to cut you off but, at, at, but the same, you did. at the same time and i apologize for that but i just <laughs> feel like i wanted to say something real quick before we moved on okay. um and it's that it's not an easy thing to do
0: oh yeah and not. So, you know
1: not. people and parents are they, sh- they sh- kind of stray away from challenging and the hard part of being parenting. Yeah. You know, so. Well, this is see- why
0: this is why we're talking about it. We're actually going to get into another, you know, w- we thought that that may be something that some other parents can um, find in common with us, you know, that they can identify with us as parents that they're like, all right, you know, there are other people out there that are doing that, too. Mm-hmm. Um. But they were something I was going to say, but then you fucking cut me off. Sorry. And, you know, it's fine. But, Eva, why don't you go ahead and um, share with us one of the things that you feel like was, you know, kind of difficult when it came to raising kids. And, oh, now I remember what I want to say before you go. Uh, we also let our boys curse, too, when they were younger. And they kind of did the same thing. They they were like, okay. And they may have done it here and there. And now it's not even really a part of how they how they – choose to communicate as adults because they're both adults but go ahead and share with me what it is that you feel like you know raising our children we felt like man fuck
1: these kids um uh, you know <laughs> i want to say that we've said this before and it's probably the most difficult thing that i've had to deal with when raising kids is learning to understand that they are individuals that they're human beings That they have the ability to make their own decisions. And I have to respect that. You know, there was a, you know, as a parent, you want to, you, you, you spend a lot of years guiding and controlling, right? Guiding your kid into don't do this, do that, go this way, you know, and you're really kind of like trying to structure them as they grow. But at some point, you know, it's like when a baby learns how to walk, you got to let them walk. Understanding that your child has now a personality that needs to develop on its own is not as easy it's not as easy to see as a child that's now starting to walk and you realize they got to learn how to walk mm-hmm. and that one, that was the hardest thing for me because it's that harsh reality of like man your kids are growing up you know and you gotta like start letting go to something that you held on to so hard and mm-hmm. so close to you know. So that had to have been, like, the most difficult thing for me as far as, like, you know, being a parent. So what would
0: you say you feel like helped you overcome that?
1: Uh, It was the... Uh, fuck, Anthony.
0: Yo, we talk about this kid a lot on this Anthony, show. Anthony,
1: Anthony, Anthony. This kid, he, when he, I tell yo, you... Yo, he broke the mold. When I tell you this, this kid respectfully knew how to put 10 toes down. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He did it in a way where... You couldn't get, I mean, you would get mad, but you couldn't get mad because he was doing it for himself, mm-hmm. you know, not and not to be disrespectful, yeah. you know, he just stood, he knew who he was and he knew what he stood for and he knew what he wanted, and, you know, even though, for example, you know, let's just say we want, you know, we want him to be a doctor, and I'm just using that as a random example because I don't want to get into, like, his personal life, right, yeah. but let's just say, he wa- you know, we wanted him to be a doctor and, you know, he wanted to be a firefighter. You know, there's those families where what the parents say is what the parents go. That Anthony would put ten toes down and said, no, "I'm being a firefighter. Like this is my life." Yeah. You know, when it, when it came to trying to guide him to his future, he really made me understand that I need to let him be him because that's that's the only way he's truly going to be happy with himself. You know, any uh, anything that I tried, to, we tried to like. Enforce on him or guide him to do, because we felt like it was in his best behavior. It truly didn't make him happy. You could see it in him.
0: You mean within his best interest? Yes,
1: his best interest. Thank you. Um, You could see that it just, you know, he wasn't happy with it, and you know, and it was affecting him. And I would much rather see him happy, you know, making his own choices and doing his own things and living his life the way that he wants to, um, than be feel guilty and have a bad relationship with him, because you know i couldn't i could not stop being that controlling parent but learning how to let go and understand that was one of the toughest things as a parent you know because you you feel like you're doing the right thing all the time yeah. you know i know what's best you know you're going to do this you need to be here you need to be going this in life yeah and you know realizing that you were wrong about that
0: that takes a lot of that self was tough. yeah that takes a lot of yeah. self reflection I think it was also really tough for you as a man. Because mm-hmm. as his mom, I was just kind of like, oh, he's my baby. Yeah. You know, I always kind of had like a soft spot for him. I was always like, yeah, he really pisses me off. But at the same time, I just really love him. And you were like, no, this motherfucker is disrespectful. Yeah. Fuck these kids. Fuck
1: these kids. <laughs> so he taught me He taught me a lot about myself in that. In that. And it was actually one of the... Um, one of the best things that happened to me as a parent. Oh. It was one of the hardest things and the best things that happened to me as a parent.
0: Yeah. I think that there are many other parents out there that go through this with their children where they're like in a rock and a hard place with their child. They want to be able to guide their child to the best of their ability. They want to, you know, keep them safe. They want to support them. But at the same time, they're really not in approval on the road that the child wants to travel. So they're like, how do I support this journey of something that I think in my mind is not gonna go the right way? Mm-hmm. It's not gonna benefit them. They're not gonna be successful. That shit is hard as a parent. You really will sit back and be like, if I don't put my foot down, it's potential that my child is gonna grow up and be a failure. Yeah, And I think that that's parents. one of parents' is a parent's biggest fear is that their child grows up and doesn't really do anything with themselves. But that's where the self-awareness and the self-reflection comes in and you have to sit down and say to yourself, but if they grow up and they choose to be who they want to be, isn't that what I really want for them?
1: Yeah. Well, it, and that's it, hard. It, the but what I you know, why I say that it was the best thing that ever happened to me was because in that moment when i self reflected and we again we've mentioned this before i realized that i did everything that i said i was going to do yeah you know and i was fr- i was be- becoming frustrated because he just was he just wanted to be who he wanted to be mm-hmm. and he wasn't going to be who i wanted him to be you know and here i am you know in a, in a place where as far as things that, 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 you know, you give to your child, I mean, it's, it's, it's above and beyond. And I'm frustrated with my life. Like, there's so many people who have so much more or less and are so much happier. And here I am, mad at life, yeah. mad, at, mad at this kid because he's not who I want him to be. And then I realized, I said, no. I look around, I said, I've provided the best environment and platform for this kid to grow however he needs. He has everything he needs. I just need to let him become him, yeah. and so I stopped. The frustration stopped, and I started to appreciate myself more for what I had, what we had given them, mm-hmm. and it was just like all of a sudden, this like this flip switched. This weight came off my shoulders, and this rainfall of gratitude and gratefulness just rained down upon me. It was the best thing ever, and I and I haven't looked back
0: um that was beautiful but you just made a new word and i loved it
1: yeah i'll be doing that sometimes you
0: just said this flip switch this flip switch not switch flip
1: <laughs> this oh yeah did i said that backwards i love it's, that though it's the tequila It should be doing it to me sometimes you gotta see me walk
0: i love it though evo's always saying some profound shit on the show mm. and i'm always just like as i'm listening to him i'm like yeah i'm gonna clip that that's gonna be good um so
1: so what was the more, one of the more frustrating things for you
0: uh god okay so when i thought about this it was hard for me to put myself back in this like feeling but there's a quote and this quote holds so true to how i felt and why this was so hard for me and it is comparison is the thief of joy and the reason why I say that this quote holds so true to one of the hardest things that I had to go through as a parent is because as a young mother, it was really hard for me not to compare my children to the successes of other children. Because I was a young mother and I worked in environments and I was around people that were had children the same age as my kids, but they were older parents, they lived their lives very different. I, list, I would listen to a lot of parents talk about how their kids were like on honor roll, how their kids were like in sports, and how like they were winning like trophies and championships and all this shit and my my two boys at the time cuz that's we didn't have Ava yet, they weren't doing any of that. Uh, neither of them were excelling in school. They were, you know, doing school, but they weren't excelling. They weren't making honor roll. They both of them didn't play any sports. But they one skated and one scootered, which was also still very different from a lot of the other kids from our town at the time. They were, you know, footballers, baseballers. So I always found myself kind of like lost in the sauce when Mm -hmm. it came to having conversations with other parents about their children and like what their kids were doing. And there were so many times I felt like, Should I be pushing my kids more to excel in school? And I had to sit back and realize that being successful in school is a great thing, but it wasn't great for my kids. And I had to be happy with that. And I had to be happy with it because they were happy. They wanted to be who they wanted to be, and this kind of goes back to who you were. I had to really learn how to understand who Anthony and Mateo were and how they functioned in their life. And school for them wasn't something that was going to help catapult their future. And I don't know why back then, and it was probably because, like I said, I was a young mother, why it was so hard for me to wrap my brain around this because I hated school. Mm Mm-hmm. And I hated school. A lot of kids do. And it was not the arena that, even though, oddly, I did very well in school, I hated it, though. And I'm a makeup artist. I love doing art. And my brain worked very differently from a lot of the other kids that I was around. And I just never felt like school was going to be the way that I was going to be successful in life. And in the end, well, it's not the end for me, but... So far, school has not really been the platform for my success. Same. Um, But I'm not trying to talk down on education. I'm not trying to talk down on school because I did go to college. I do have a degree, and that was a great experience, but I'm still not going to credit. That's where we met. Yeah, I'm not going to credit my success. So it was so hard for me at times as a parent to not sit there, and I had to find ways for me to be truly happy and value what my kids were doing that was making them happy. Not what they were doing to make me happy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And fuck, that was so hard for me. Plus, I also felt like I was trying to prove myself amongst other parents because I was a young parent. And I felt like I didn't want them to see me like some fucking... It
1: was trying to be a, a statistic.
0: Yeah, like I didn't want them to see me like some fucking pendeja. You mm-hmm. know, like this fucking young Latina mother. What the hell does she Probably know? Probably on welfare. I mean... you know the stereotypes the the stereotypes the the stereotypes of having you know young kids young and teenage pregnancy and all that other good shit and um, I didn't fall into any of those stereotypes and I wanted my kids to be the best that they could be and because I guess they weren't in at that point in time meeting the mark how other people's children were that shit was hard for me and I'm lucky that I pulled my brain out of that and realized that they are some they're both beautiful individuals, and um, I watched some other kids that were around their same age range and in you know part of their like school year friends and circles do everything that their parents wanted them to do and then end up in a real fucked up place. So, yeah, I, th- I that think that happens a lot. Yeah, I think supporting them and them being who they truly wanted to be was the best thing yeah. i ever could have did but that did not come easily
1: yeah i mean listen if you if you make the decisions for your children throughout most of their life at some point when they get the chance they're going to start making their own fucking decisions mm-hmm. and when do you want them to do it S- sooner and become good at it early or later when and you want them to learn about it later on in life and fuck make all the bad decisions, you yeah. know when when you know they really shouldn't be making bad decisions.
0: You know what that makes me think of? I remember, this is a like sidebar real quick. When I first met Evo, um, I started smoking weed when I was like 14, 13, something like that, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, I'm not trying to say that I'm proud of that. That was just my life. And when I met you and I was 19, I remember you were like, "You want to go smoke?" And I was like, "Nah, I'm good."
1: I've it. actually done a lot yeah, of that yeah. already. You already went through it. You got that itch out of you.
0: I was like, um, you know. Meanwhile, there were so many people that their exposure to drugs or drinking, like, happens in college. Mm-hmm. And they were fucking going hard. And I was just like, yeah, I actually got to go to work.
1: Yeah. I mean, this, <laughs> is, what, this is why that. it's important for, you know, as parents to have these conversations with your kids. You know, um talk to them about things that you didn't talk to your parents about. Yeah. you know, How do you want... Do, like, who do you really want your child to be? And I mean, and, and you can... It could be either or, right? I'm not saying that one answer is better than the other, but I mean, ask yourself: Who do you want your child to be? You want your child to be somebody that runs from you, or you want your child somebody to be somebody that comes to you when they need something, when they want to speak and they want to talk. Do you want them to feel comfortable, or do you want? Because there, I know that you know, like, you know, speaking for me personally, I never had the relationship where I could talk to my my father. My mother, yes, absolutely, she was very that type of person where she always wanted to have a talk yeah, about everything. Yeah, your dad was old school. My dad was old school. So, like, but I lived with my dad. My mom, you know, we, she lived in, yeah, she was out of state. So, when I, you know, I'm home and I wanted to talk. If I needed to talk, I definitely wasn't with my dad. I couldn't walk into the living room and sit down with him because we just, he never developed that relationship. And so, I did a lot of it outside in the streets with my friends and getting advice from inexperienced people and, you know, like the type of advice that I shouldn't be getting. I should be getting experienced advice from somebody who knows about life. So this is why I feel like, you know, going back to the cursing, like just it just touching on these topics at home, just introducing them. You know, it doesn't have to be like a like a serious part of their life, but just, you know, put it out there, see how it goes, you know, and just create this environment where your child feels comfortable being uncomfortable around you. Yeah. You know, I know that that's the type of relationship I I want with my child, but it takes work. It's not easy. It takes a lot of effort. And it takes a lot of awkward moments, too.
0: It takes a lot of vulnerability. It takes a lot
1: of vulnerability. But in the end, I know that as long as there's some experience here at home, when she's out and about, she has a foundation. She has, like, something to say, mm. I know what this is, and it's not what I know of it. Yeah. So this doesn't seem right.
0: Yeah, so I'm, I'm going to fact check yeah, this. Yeah, I'm going to
1: fact check this or I'm going to I'm gonna go based off of what I know. Mm-hmm. You know, you have the opportunity to plant a seed in your child's head. These are the type of things people don't talk about. They think they're taboo. No, they're not. They're opportunities.
0: Yeah, when you just tell your kid that no, it's bad. Yeah. They're they going to figure yeah, it out tell anyway. Them,
1: tell them why and tell them why it's, you know, it can be good and tell them how it can be good. And, you know, teach them how, how to use it in a good way. Yeah. And then so that when they see it, they'll be like, mm, that's the bad way. You know, as to where, like, if they see it for the first time, they don't know what to think of it. But their friends up to it, and their friends are doing it, so it must be good. And then they learn something the wrong way. Yeah. So think about that, parents.
0: So tell me, what's your uh, next thing that you feel like was difficult for you being a parent? Um. Which is interesting, because I feel like every time I ask you, you fucking take a sip of your drink.
1: You know. Fortunately, in the beginning, these kids were great. You know, there wasn't a lot of difficulties about being a parent.
0: Um, wow, that's funny. I didn't feel that way, but yeah, I also no, feel like you're a lot more laid back than I am. I,
1: I am. I, I have. You know, we. I mean, we we know that I don't. Yeah, you're the I, laid back parent. I'm the laid back parent. I don't let a lot of things affect me the way that they should. Right. So I have. It's weird because like little things will affect me worse than big things yeah and big things and i'm
0: opposite
1: yeah the big things i just i take it like i got a bulletproof vessel i'm like "Mm, okay so let's talk about that (laughs) you know but then it's like something little and i'm just like what are you doing no no you know like and it's it's weird so like a lot of the things that really would frustrate a parent you know those are the things where i'm like okay this is serious we need to address this Let's talk about this. Like, yeah. I, you know what I mean? and I get
0: fucking flipping mad. You get,
1: you get flipping mad. And I'm so. like, you
0: need to fucking talk to these yeah. kids. So I'm about to lose my shit.
1: So, you know, um, and I guess it's because, like, I feel like the little things are things that I kind of just expect not to happen. You know, they're like common sense, but you just forget that they're kids and it's not common sense to them. And they're still learning about life and they're going to do things that will frustrate you. Yeah. And I think that's what frustrates me the most is because, like, it, to me, it's common sense, but then something big happens and I'm like, okay, I know for a fact that this is something that they didn't know and that we need to teach them. And so that, that's why I'm very, I'm very like open to like, all right, we're going to let that slide and we're going to teach you, you know, what you did wrong. And we're going to, we're going to learn from this, you know, yeah. we're going to take this opportunity. So that's why I feel like a lot of it wasn't too frustrating, but um, the most frustrating part was the change into puberty. And the development of 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 the personalities at that age, mm. that was frustrating. That was frustrating. With two boys, um,
0: yeah, because they were trying to assert their dominance. As yeah, too. I mean,
1: you know, and I and I could see it. You know, so two boys, you know, they start feeling like you know they want to feel like they want they have like this feeling of uh, of of competitiveness that, that comes around. They want to know where they fit in this social circle that they live amongst, you know,
0: Yeah, the hierarchy, the, in the hierarchy.
1: House. Yes. And so they start kind of, they start testing and pushing boundaries to see where their, um, assertiveness and their dominance is, um, is something that they can, they can use and having to say, nope, uh-uh, nope, don't even try it. Not going to happen, you know, and like constantly having to headbutt with them and, you know, and kind of like show them where the, um, where the guidelines are, you know, the do not cross zones, that was frustrating
0: yeah i think you have kind of like this system it's like you know fool me once yeah you know shame, shame on shame on me shame on me fool me twice
1: wait no, no fool me once, once shame on me shame on you oh wh- fool what me twice I- fool me twice shame on me
0: yeah and for you it's like you do it a third time that's it yeah. all fucking better. Right. are all who was
1: that? who was that do think jc's that jc said it um
0: it, i actually don't think jay-z line. said it i actually think that uh i think that j cole actually samples one of the bushes saying that yes
1: he does say it but jay-z says it in one of his songs and he said oh, no actually it's i j- i'm sorry it is j cole yeah. He said fool me three times, fuck the peace sign pull the yeah. gat and let it rain on you yeah you know so I'm that's like jay-z
0: yeah, not that's so, yeah, j cole
1: mixed that up from um that
0: yeah so like you kind of have like a system you kind of let people do things in the house where you're just like all right i see you mm-hmm. and you're like they do it one more time you're like all right i'm fucking writing that one down yeah. and then they do it the third time and they come home and they're like yo i don't got no internet my phone don't work what the fuck is that <laughs> and you're like oh yeah so actually yeah. <laughs> on the 7th of august you did this and then on the 13th you did this and you thought you were slick
1: yeah but you're not but you're not i i'm watching <laughs> <laughs> the streets was watching. Yeah,
0: so, but you know, you kind of gave them the benefit of the doubt a lot of the times. You kind of let them spread their wings. Yeah. Um, you didn't like trying to rein them in every single time. You saw maybe like that behavior that you were talking about mm-hmm. that competitiveness, that boldness of like, you know, wanting to be a young man. And I thought that that was great because, again, I was the one that was just like fucking f- losing my shit yeah. on the regular. Yeah. I, I still argue with um my our middle son Mateo all the time all the time I argue with him and I honestly just feel like that's our relationship and yeah. it's kind of healthy that way he's
1: going through that part of his life where it feels good for him to win a debate or win an argument yeah. you know it, it, mm-hmm. it, it like feeds his ego a bit so he's always looking to get into like these little like and
0: I can back be very forth, egotistical you know? yeah. too, so it does not he's work well I, between him I and feel like I.
1: Any given any given Sunday, this kid is ready to like just <laughs> go back and forth with you off of just air, nothing. It could be just yeah. have no value, zero zero meaning in the conversation, and it'll just it'll turn into some, into some frustrating back and forth. Funny thing, I was talking to one of our our our, our mutual friends, and we were having a conversation about me and the way that I am and I was telling him how like listen I believe in mistakes I believe in mistakes and I also believe in bad habits and I know and I and I like to be able to allow for mistakes so that I can identify the bad habits right something bad happens once it's a mistake I allow it I don't react to it and if it happens two or three times after that then now I know it's a bad habit and that I need to address mm-hmm. you know so allowing the mistakes to come forward you know it could happen one time and it could be a mistake it could never happen again but if it happens a couple times, I've created this the space for it to happen, play out, and now I can grab it and say, all right, we need to fix this. Yeah,
0: I, I think that's a great piece of advice for parents to take that, you know, not to just fucking pop off the minute you see your kid maybe do something or your yeah. young adult, you know, child in your home. Not to go apeshit like how I tend to do. Thank God yeah. for Evo. But, you know, sometimes not all households are ran by two parents. So, you know may want to take this advice and kind of like let them kind of... Make their own mistakes and, you know, give them a little slack on that. But, you know, (laughs) interesting that you say that because, you know, we talked about like how we created this this world for them to grow and to Mm. be individuals. And one of the things that was so hard for me raising our kids was them not understanding how good they had it or how good they have it.
1: That was that was that was like a a topic for a while for a while.
0: Yo. I can't tell you how many times I have said to them, and I said it to Mateo just recently, you know, I'm giving you this advice because I never had anyone to give me advice as a young woman. Mm -hmm. I came from a childhood where my parents didn't give a fuck about what I was doing. Didn't give me any advice. Didn't give me any support. Didn't care about my education. I ran the fucking streets. So now when we're like pouring all of ourselves into our kids and they're out there sometimes giving us pushback, I'm like, yo, bro, do you know how fucking good you have it?
1: Yeah, right? Do you know I had I had a fraction of what you got? And, I, and if I gave pushback, I get my ass whooped.
0: So that was so hard for me. And... I really had to let that go at one point where I had to say to myself, I can't expect them to value my experience in life. They are trying to understand their own experience. They're trying to understand who they are. How the hell can they wrap their head around how bad I used to have it versus how good they have it. That's like when a parent tells a kid, you better eat this food because there's kids in Africa starving. Yeah. There's no way that they could understand that concept as no. a whole.
1: A- any parent out there, I need you to listen and listen closely. If you are currently telling your kid, do you know how good you have it? Do you know how good this is? Do you know, am I, when I was young, bah, 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 if you were doing that, cut it out. Cut it out. <laughs> you're fucking wasting your breath and you're making yourself look crazy because you're speaking in fucking hindsight yeah you understand that i I hope you understand that right you're speaking about your life because you're able to look back at it and reflect on your life that only you know about and that's why you feel how you feel and you're trying to express that someone who doesn't have the hindsight that you do so drop it yeah all right just just fucking dig a hole six feet deep bury that shit and move the fuck on figure out another way how you can get your kids to appreciate the things that that you've given them Or even stop trying to make them appreciate it. Just be proud that you gave it to them. You did what you was you you did what you sought out to do as a parent in life, right? Pat yourself on the fucking back. And stop trying to beat your kids up for not understanding how fucking good they got it.
0: That's why this episode is called Fuck Fuck These These Kids. Kids. (laughs) (laughs) Um Actually, with that being said, that actually brings us to the end of the episode. Also, too, I want to wrap it up because we have a kitty cat in the back and he's, yeah, he's losing his go. shit back there. He's ready to go. I didn't even know he was down here because, you know, he's black. And sometimes I'm I mistaken for a piece of freaking clothing all the time for cat. Uh, but like I said, evil... And like I always say, it was always great to have this conversation with you. I missed us doing this last week, but we were um, having a great time uh, canoeing down the Delaware River. Oh, my
1: God. If you have not, put that on your fucking bucket list. Yeah,
0: I I highly recommend. So Um, beautiful. But... If you enjoy listening to Evo and I and Shit Talk Fridays, and we're here for you almost every Friday, the way that you can continue to support our podcast is by subscribing, by sharing our content, by commenting. We appreciate all forms of communication. So however you want to show your appreciation for the show. We're not even asking for anything monetary. What we're asking for is like will cost you nothing except for maybe like a couple seconds of your time so we'd greatly appreciate that and if you don't want to i don't know then fuck it yeah,
1: <laughs> but if you think anybody could benefit from some of the stuff that you heard on our episode tonight share it yeah you know be a good friend
0: and um with that being said until next Friday, ladies and gentlemen peace, peace out, out.